Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Strava Craft Coffee is rich CBD infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups for your Keurig, whole bean, or ground. Purchase online for 20% off using code DNVR20. Order online, it ships to you in Incredibly fast. You can try it at Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market. CBD is non-psychoactive, has been known to help long-term migraines, decreasing anxiety, arthritis, IBS, etc. CBD has done wonders for me, and since I've been drinking Strava Craft Coffee, I find myself much less jittery, and I promise you a schedule and lifestyle in where I drink a great deal of coffee. I was starting to feel the effects of it, but CBD has given me a ton more energy and focus with none of the shakes and all of the negative things that come from coffee. So remember to go online, purchase for 20% off using code DNVR20. And go in the air, deep right center field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by The Green Solution. Now with 18 great locations in the Denver metro area. Remember to download the app or go to mygreensolution.com and use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm your host today for Minor League Monday, Patrick Lyons, at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. And welcome to the working week. This is the way it's going to start every Monday for the foreseeable future, bringing you the best of the minor leagues. And today, we're going to be going through the non-roster invitees. So, a non-roster invitee to spring training camp down in Salt River Fields, uh, east of Scottsdale. It's it's in Scottsdale, but it's part of Talking Stick uh, Resort. And, of course, there's a 40-man roster. And those are players that are protected and are controlled by the Colorado Rockies. Each and every spring, teams will sign players ultimately to minor league deals or deals in which the player, depending on that their spring, needs to be added to the 40-man roster or else 
They could be lost to another team, essentially granted free agency once again. And so a lot of these non-roster invitees are veteran players who did not get a major league deal. They were not deemed worthy enough to uh, be protected and give a guaranteed contract. And a lot of these players will sometimes try to associate themselves with a team in which they feel they have a chance to go out and make. For example, the Miami Marlins are a very young team, um, don't have a lot of star power right now. So if you were a veteran pitcher, maybe if you're a relief pitcher and you're early 30s and you finally got free agency and you know there weren't a lot of people knocking on your door to give you a guaranteed two-year deal or even a one-year deal you might take a, a shot with the Miami Marlins as a non-roster invitee because you think you know what if I have a good spring I'm going to go out and make this roster I'm going to make the 26-man roster the opening day roster and because of that, uh, I will be added to the 40-man roster. You have to be on the 40-man in order to be on the Major League roster, which now has 26 players. Jamie Wright, who pitched with the Colorado Rockies, uh, very notably pitched uh, seven times, seven straight spring trainings. He went to camp in either Florida or Arizona on a non-roster deal, and seven straight years he was added to the 40-man roster and made the opening day roster. So uh, I think that is a record of sorts. I've never uh, heard of of a player doing that and kind of betting on himself each and every single time and winning out. It's probably even more impressive that Jamie Wright is not a left-handed loogie. He's not one of those one-out guys that only comes in when uh, a Bryce Harper or a Cody Bellinger Christian Yelich steps up to the plate. He's a guy that is right-handed. He's going to face everybody. And uh, he made that roster for seven straight years. So 22 guys are in camp right now on uh, as a non-roster invitee. Um, 40 on the 40-man roster and 22 that are not. So there's 62 guys right now that are in camp. And let's break down who these gentlemen are. Ten of these men are pitchers. Um, alphabetically, we've got... Daniel Bard, left-hander Tim Collins, Tommy Doyle, uh, right-handed relief pitcher, Julian Fernandez, another right-handed relief pitcher, Alexander Guillem is the same, along with Joe Harvey. Ubaldo Jimenez is a name a lot of you Rockies fans know incredibly well. Bud Black said he is still in the mix as a starting pitcher, and I'm not sure how clear Ubaldo has made it or if it's uh, just through the sources that I've spoken with, but he is willing to start the season in Albuquerque if need be. So his um, exclusion from the 40-man roster, should that be the case, does not mean we will not see Ubaldo Jimenez come back in the purple pinstripes again. It could very well happen, just might not happen on March 26th in San Diego on opening day. Tim Melville, who has a cracked rib, he should be out a couple months before we start seeing him in games again. Wes Parsons, who's going back to starting pitching. I wrote a little bit about him this past week and what he's brought to the table from the Atlanta organization before his use primarily as a reliever in 2018 and exclusively as a reliever in 2019. And last but not least is the very exciting left-handed 
starter Ryan Rolson. He was the Rockies' first pick in the 2018 draft. He was 22nd selection overall out of Ole Miss. He was one of the rare draft-eligible sophomores that year and was a little erratic at times in his uh, redshirt sophomore season, but he has proven to be a very valuable asset, and he's a player that started at Low A Asheville last year, and it only took three starts for him to make enough of an impression to get moved up to the California League in high A. And, you know, if the Rockies were a more aggressive organization and promoted players and challenged them maybe before they were ready, perhaps, we would have even seen Rawlson in double A at some point last year. And I maintain that had Colorado gotten off to a much better start and they were playing, you know, meaningful games in August and were going to to push ultimately for the playoffs, we would have seen Rawlson called up on the 40 man roster in a bullpen role as a left handed one out guy. Big spot for him. Um, not really ready to be starting in the majors right now at 22 years old, but last year, you know, lightning in a bottle, especially with there only being one true trade deadline on July 31st. It seemed like a lot of young players with immense upside aggressively moved through the minors. So uh, that wasn't the case. So Rawlson will start the year in AA Hartford, and he's uh, been good so far this spring on Sunday. He threw another scoreless inning. Um, He did give up a few runs in his first Cactus League appearance. They were all unearned. And there are a lot of guys on this list that should make an impact at some point in this season, and we should see on the Rockies' 40-man roster, depending on whether or not they, they stick around in the organization. Tim Collins is a guy, five uh, 5'7", 170 pounds. He's uh, defied the odds already, went undrafted out of high school, even though he accumulated a 91-5 record during his four years in high school. That's insane. 91-5 in high school. And all 30 teams didn't think anything of him because he was five foot seven. 91 and five. That's insane. JP Ricciardi gave him a shot with Toronto. Uh, later moved on to Kansas City. Had a incredibly solid 2012. That was probably his best season at 22 years old. 336 ERA in the American League with the Royals just under 70 innings pitched. Struck out 93 batters. 12 strikeouts per nine. Now it's Obviously, we're get, getting close to a decade since he's amassed those numbers, but he's a guy that, again, you catch lightning in a bottle, and he could be your left-handed guy out of the pen. There is a three-batter minimum rule, of course, in baseball now, so guys won't be coming in for just one batter unless there are two outs. If there are two outs, and you come in and you get your guy, then somebody else can start the next inning, so... If you don't get that guy, now you're going to be in there a little bit longer. You could get exposed, but again, there's no reason why a guy like Tim Collins shouldn't be given a shot to make this roster or, or a shot to pitch down at Albuquerque to try to regain some of that value that he's had in the past. Speaking of guys who would like to regain some value, Daniel Bard is one of those guys. Again, another American League pitcher who's 
made his name over there in the junior circuit, was a first-round pick of the Boston Red Sox back in 2006. He's now 34 years old, and he has not pitched in the majors since 2013, and that was all of one inning. He did try to make a comeback with Texas and St. Louis in 2017, Pitch with St. Louis again, and the Mets in Double A, but again, ultimately, just kind of didn't come together. And, and much like Ubaldo Jimenez, kind of had to step away from the game a little bit before it was time to come back, contribute. He's looking to do that for Colorado. And again, it's it's one of the good stories you like to see in, in spring. These guys who, you know, they're they're baseball lifers, and yeah, maybe that that baseball life is only thirty some years, but you know, they're not not ready to to hang it up just quite yet. And um, we haven't seen Daniel Bard in a Cactus League game yet this spring. You know, he did sign on the later side, so he might be working on a couple things. Not sure of his timetable. I know Drew's going down to spring training in Scottsdale, Arizona. He should be getting there today on Monday. And uh, I know Daniel Bard's one of those guys he's going to be looking forward to catching up with. One other guy I did want to spend some time talking about is Julian Fernandez, he's a very interesting guy at only 23 years old, six foot six. He he's had quite the journey. Uh, it's been it's been rough. It's he's he's been around a couple different teams now, which is, sounds strange since he's only 23 years old. And he did start out with the Rockies organization back in uh, December 2017. He was selected by the Giants in the Rule Five Draft. Soon after, he had Tommy John surgery. Um, then in the 2018-2019 offseason, he was claimed off waivers by the Marlins. You know, wasn't really able to get it back together. So Marlins returned Fernandez back to the Rockies where he originally did most of his maturization. He's a guy who can light up the, the speed gun. No doubt about it. Those radar guns will light up when he's on the hill. He's known to touch triple digits numerous times. Control has been one of the areas that he uh, needs to work on most, which is usually the most common area, especially if you're throwing that fast. You got to know where it's going. Super important. And Fernandez is a guy that in one outing so far, one inning, did give up three earned runs, but he's got a long way to go to get himself back to the majors. I anticipate he may start the season in double A Hartford if I was a betting man. And if you don't like to gamble on what you're enjoying at game time, then you got to check out Breckenridge Brewery. That's our official beer of DNVR. Got to make sure you check out the Breckenridge event calendar on thednvr.com so you can see all the events that we've got planned. And I'm supposed to talk about the Strawberry Sky, but I, I want to put it out to you guys. What What is your favorite? What are you guys usually tipping back? especially for spring training games, if you're watching them. If you're down there in Scottsdale, Arizona, taking in the Rockies at Salt River Fields or going to any of the other ballparks, you're probably having some Breckenridge Brewery in your tailgate party. And it probably is Strawberry Sky. That's that's what we've gotten back as the feedback. That's what most people are telling me. They're passing through their lips, through their teeth. And if you want your teeth to look bright, you got to go to Green Mountain Dental. They're in Lakewood not too far from our offices, and they are just the best damn family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area. They're extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. And remember to call them to get a cleaning, an x-ray, an exam at Green Mountain Dental, and you will receive, this is no joke, you will receive a free Sonicare toothbrush at Green Mountain Dental Group today. 
Well, let's talk about the hitters. Who are the non-roster invitees? Who are those 12 that Colorado has invited down to Scottsdale? They've made no promises. They're fighting for a spot on the now 26-man roster. And four of those men are catchers. Drew Butera, Elias Diaz, Chris Rabago, and Brian Servin. Now, one thing I should have mentioned with some of those young pitchers that I talked about, like Fernandez and Doyle and Rollison, to name a few, is that some minor league players are invited to spring training. So not all non-roster invitees are of the major league veterans, guys who need a second chance or a third chance and are hanging on to the end of their playing career for dear life. Some of them are just young guys that are on the 40-man roster. They don't need to be protected yet, but the organization wants them to get a little experience with the big league guys. Last year, we saw that with Brett Boswell, Colton Welker, taking some ground balls there at, at third base and, and second base and and learning from the veteran guys. And we see how they were able to grow during the 2019 season. And Robago and Servan are two of those guys. Now, Chris Robago had an interesting story going back a, a year or two ago when you know he was taken off waivers by, I think it was the Royals. Then he went over to the Yankees and then ultimately came back to the Rockies organization uh, again, on a minor league deal, playing with back with Hartford, and it was kind of a wild ride for him. Got some time in Albuquerque last year, and he and Brian Servan are going to be the two main backstops in Albuquerque for the 2020 season. Drew Butera might be there as well, you know, kind of leading those guys, teaching those youngsters. Uh, he will turn 37 years old this summer. And when I talked to him at the end of last season, you know, he wasn't ready to make the shift to becoming a coach. That seems like the next logical step for him um, as a baseball life for his father, Sal Butera, of course, uh, has a World Series ring with the Minnesota Twins. He loves the game and he wants to pass the game down to the next generation, just like some veteran players were able to do to him. Um, Jim Tomei was one of those guys when he came up as a rookie. But the guy worth spending the most time about is Elias Diaz. He was signed by Colorado out of the Pittsburgh organization. Spent the last three years there as kind of their their borderline number one, number two guy. Did get most of the reps there, uh, somewhat having to do with with injury to their their other catchers. But he's a player that a lot of Pirates fans have reached out to me about talking about how foolish it was for their organization to let him go, especially since, you know, he's, this would have been his first year as arbitration eligibility and he wasn't going to cost them a whole heck of a lot of money. And frankly, they don't have too many top catching prospects right now on the way up. So they were kind of scratching their heads with that move. And uh, the Rockies came in and swooped in. Drew and I both like him and have kind of predicted that he will be Tony Walters backup on opening day. Dom Nunez already has a spot on the 40-man roster. I, I don't think that's going to change in any way, but Diaz will have to get added. Someone will have to come off the 40-man should that happen. We're only eight games into the season, but shoot, Diaz is looking really, really strong. He's he's six for nine. So he's doing fantastic. Two RBIs already, uh, one in in, in the, the first and, and eighth game, and he's he's looked good behind the plate as well. He's he's flashed a lot of potential with the bat. We saw that in 2018, most particularly, and 
he's a guy to, to really keep your eye on. And with there not being too many intense position battles, right? There are, there are so many roster spots and starting spots locked up. We know the four and five spot in the rotation is questionable at best. There's a couple guys battling for that. You know, who who's going to be platooning out in left field? Will Sam Hilliard make it? Are they going to carry an infielder versus an outfielder for that 26-man roster spot? Not not too many different ways to go, but Tony Walter's backup is one of those battles that we're looking at here in spring. It's going to be either Nunez or Diaz. So, again, keep your eyes peeled on him. He's one of those non-roster guys. Let's go to the outfield because there's only one guy, Mike Gerber. That's it. Um, uh, Left-handed hitting outfielder. He's going to turn 28 years old. Spent much of his time in the minors in the Giants organization. He's looked all right so far this spring when he's been coming in late. Hasn't gotten any starts. Um, That seems to be relatively typical for a lot of these non-roster guys, unless the team feels they have a chance to possibly push for one of those 40-man roster spots. One of those guys that's doing that right now is Chris Owings. A lot of Rockies fans recognize that name as he's a longtime infielder with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Spent some time in the outfield with them in, in 2018. and 2019, bounced around, really couldn't get his bearings in a new location. He was with Kansas City to start the year. Did awful. Went to Boston. Did awful. But he's a player that, you know, if if he continues to play as well as he's been, he's gotten a lot of starts. He's spent some time at second base, shortstop, third base. That's what he does. I think he's in the outfield for one game. But if he doesn't get placed on the 26-man roster, then you're going to probably see another team come in and and swoop him up. The other non-roster guys are a bit younger, a lot less experienced. In fact, I don't think any of them have spent any time in the majors. We got Brett Boswell, of course, the second baseman now turned center fielder, who's looked amazing. Drew has written a little bit about him already, and he's a player that we got our first look last spring down in Scottsdale and struggled in the 2019 season. Didn't really make the growth. I think a lot of people were hoping he would make, but you know, was, was advanced somewhat aggressively, at least for this Rockies organization and okay. Had some growing pains, but I think he's going to bounce back in a big way and there's a good chance we see Brett Boswell in September when the rosters expand. They don't aren't going to expand by a lot. It's going to be a 28-man roster. So depending on whether or not the Rockies are, are in this, they may want to give him a look to decide, hey, is he really a 40-man roster guy? He'll have to be added by December, um, or he'll will be, he will be exposed to the Rule 5 draft. So he could get that cup of coffee to see, you know, is, is he worth keeping around? for a spot on the roster in 2021. Brian Mundell, the big six foot three, 230 pound right-handed hitting first baseman. He's back again. We saw him last spring, just like Boswell, just like Colton Welker. And he's gotten minimal time over there at first base. Owings has kind of cut into some of his playing time. Owings has never played a game at first base in the majors and 
He already has one of those under his belt. Again, Colorado, I think, really wants to give Owings a shot and see if he can recapture some of the spark he had a couple years ago with the D-backs. Alan Trejo and Ryan Vallade, they are two young players that are in their first spring training camp with the Rockies. Trejo, a little bit older. He's 23 years old, but totally skipped Asheville. Didn't play there. Went right from short season after being drafted all the way up to Lancaster and High A. Had a solid season last year at Hartford. He's been one of those players to keep your eye on. You almost never see him in top 30 lists for the best prospects in the Rockies organization. I think that's finally going to start to change. You know, I I don't know that he's going to have that jump like Trevor Story did where he was kind of the the long forgotten guy. Yeah, maybe he was like the 12th best prospect in the organization, has a good year in Albuquerque, and next thing you know, he's hitting five home runs in the first series of the season, playing like gangbusters. I don't know that anyone can predict any player starting their career off like that, but I think Trejo is a very, very underrated player, and I probably have only heard his name on our podcast because I've mentioned him a few times and this is two weeks in a row that I'm talking about him on Minor League Mondays. Eric Stamets is the final of the 22 non-roster invitees. He came up in the Cleveland organization as a middle infielder, has had some solid numbers, has speed, he's got legs, he can run, can be a very valuable player with the team should uh, they make a run late into the season. Guys like that where... You need someone to pinch run and play a little defense late in the game. Stamets could be that guy for the Rockies. There's been a couple of players that they've had in years past that have been quality middle infielders for the AAA caliber and really don't advance further than that. We saw that last year with Elliot Soto and Peter Mooney. Again, great organizational guys that you know just didn't really go their way. Obviously, there's not much room in the 26-man roster last year, 25-man roster, when you got Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rodgers, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado playing your positions. So Stamets, you know, I I think could have more potential to contribute to the 40-man roster at, at some point, maybe late in the season at best. And when we're speaking about the best, we're speaking about Davison's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, now with two locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch, they're locally owned and have a massive selection. They carry our personal favorites, Breck Brews. Can't go wrong with that. And they also offer delivery to your door. Make sure you download their app today for some credible deals and sign up for their loyalty program. If you're really lazy, they will deliver to your doorstep. Can't beat that. And you also can't beat dnvrlocker.com. Pick yourself up some of our fantastic merchandise. We got hats. We got shirts. We got anything you want. Sweatshirts. And we got all the four major sports that we're covering. And then some, right? We got DNVR Rams, DNVR Buffs. Got to give the shout out to them as they get ready for some March Madness. And check out the DNVR gift box, which is fantastic. You get a membership card with an annual pass. You get a shirt of your choice. You get a sticker pack. That's definitely where you're going to get some serious bang for your buck. Check out all that and more at dnvrlocker.com. And for our final segment of minor league Mondays, I want to talk about the best of the minor leagues. Well, right now, of course, there's no minor league baseball going on except for 
couple random games on the backfields that are never advertised about and never really discussed about. And if you, if you check out one of the facilities, either in Florida or Arizona, you might just be walking around one of the backfields and next thing you know, a game breaks out and those are always fun to watch. But right now, the only thing happening in minor leagues is promotions. The one that probably caught most of your eyes already is Mason Saunders Night. So to give you a little backstory on this, Madison Bumgarner, formerly of the San Francisco Giants and now of the Arizona Diamondbacks, in December, he took part in a little rodeo competition under the pseudonym Mason Saunders. Saunders is wife's maiden name, and Mason, what some fans thought his name was early on, uh, when he was coming up, so his, his wife jokingly calls him Mason. So he said, all right, that's my name. Mason Saunders won $26,000 because he's not just good at baseball. He's um, one of the few multi-sport athletes. He's up there in the Pantheon with Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson now. So the the San Jose Giants of the California League, they decided they're going to have a Mason Saunders night. They're going to do some rope tying contests and rodeo jersey giveaway amongst other things and what probably makes it most interesting is that Madison Bumgarner used to pitch for the San Jose Giants as a 19 year old so there's actually some history there Um, I, I find that to be pretty interesting another promotion that's worth noting is the Staten Island Yankees this summer will be giving away a miniature trash can and you can guess as to why they would do that. Um, They're limited to only about 500, so uh, if you do happen to go out to a Staten Island Yankee game, you may want to go specifically for this day. But to keep it on the the Rockies affiliates, the Isotopes are, bar none, just one of the best minor league organizations in the entire country. That's no joke. There's 160 minor league teams Hartford and Albuquerque are both two of the best. Um, If you do get a chance to go down to Albuquerque, they've got 14 different nights where they're going to be displaying fireworks. Six different nights, they will be the Mariachis de Nuevo Mexico. And on one of those nights, they're actually giving away a musical mariachi bobblehead. That's on July 12th. And the other two promotions worth mentioning are the Office Nights. On May 14th, Brian Bumgarner, a.k.a. Kevin Malone, everybody's favorite chili chef, will be there at the lab. And Leslie David Baker, who plays the pretzel-loving Stanley Hudson on June 19th. Those are two really, really cool events that uh, I may have to look at at my schedule and see if I can jump down I-25 and get my butt down to Albuquerque. And the Hartford Yard Goats, they've got 24 post-game fireworks. And I know some of our DNVR Broncos listeners are going to know the name Blake Horseman because he's from The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. He's going to be there this summer. That should be an interesting event, to say the least. And their their big event, I, I think this is one of their best events. This will actually be going down the weekend of Larry Walker's induction, so... I know some folks are going to be flying in for those festivities and they're going to want to check out some of the other things going on in the New York area. July 24th through 26th is kind of where it's going down at in Hartford as they're going to have Whalers Alumni Weekend. 
the now defunct Hartford Whalers are uh, are no more, but their spirit stays alive thanks to the Hartford Yard Goats. And it's really cool that the team wears hockey-styled uniforms. It's really, really a special weekend that they celebrate each and every year. So we're going to probably in this third segment be doing a lot more of that, maybe once a month. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about learning a little bit more about the minor leagues and not just things specific to the Colorado Rockies. But if you are focused on Colorado, hey, there's one pizza place for you, and that's Bojo's, home to the one and only true Colorado Mountain Pie. It's your favorite locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint. Six different Colorado locations. Each one is fantastic. You can get DoorDash through them. Talked about Davidson's delivering. So does Bojo's, right? Go through DoorDash. They got gluten-free, cheeseless pizza, plant-based options, and tremendous salad bar. Hey, mention DNVR and you get a free honey cheese bread with the purchase of an entree. Well, on our inaugural episode of Minor League Mondays, the sports column question of the week was, what is your favorite minor league, minor league baseball memory? Thomas from the UK, huge Broncos fan out there, actually went to a Staten Island Yankees game. He was one year too early for getting one of those miniature trash cans. He had a fantastic time. I've yet to go to a game out there in in Staten Island that hasn't been a franchise that was around when I was a youngster in in New Jersey. And uh, NC Rockies fan. Lori, how you doing, Lori? I know you go to a lot of games out there. That's North Carolina is minor league baseball country. No doubt about it. And uh, it's cool that, that you're able to go to so many, uh, as well as tourist games when you're in, you're in Asheville. So that's on my bucket list to go see a game out there in McCormick Field. One of my favorite minor league memories, I mean, I've gone to a, a lot. I've gone to a lot. Um, a couple that stand out is, is seeing Bryce Harper as an 18-year-old for the Hagerstown Suns against the Lakewood Blue Claws. Uh, saw Derek Jeter play. Uh, with the Trent Thunder, saw a couple All Star games as well in Double A and Low A, and it's you can't go wrong going to a minor league game. It's very relaxed, it's very calm, and you really get to kind of sit back and see the next generation of baseball fans because so many of them are unable to get out to a big city and spend a couple hundred dollars to see a real major league game. It's hard to to pass the game along when it's it's so expensive. And minor league baseball is a way to keep it affordable for fans and pass the game, pass the history of baseball on to the next generation. So that's that's one of my favorite pieces in minor league baseball. And so for this week's question of the week, brought to you by Sports Column, which Rockies minor leaguer are you most excited to see during spring training? Now, if you're going down to Salt River Fields and you will be on the backfields, Keep your eye out for our guy, Drew. He uh, he enjoys watching the minor leaguers play. You're going to see all the best. You're going to see all of the minor league guys. But if And if you're stuck in Colorado, it's not a bad place to be stuck. And you're limited to listening to KOA's broadcasts or the few games that are televised. There are still plenty of good non-roster invitee players that 
we talked about today. So again, reach out to us on our, our comment board on the dnvr.com on this specific episode of DNVR Rockies podcast. It's Minor League Monday, Patrick D. Lyons, at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. Also follow us at DNVR underscore Rockies. And my main man, my brother of conjunction, at Drew Creaseman. Thank you for listening, and hey, let's do this next week. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.